0: Hello, hello. This is Gravel Talk calling. Welcome to a new edition of our podcast about a very, very special group of people. Lovely people. Exciting people. Crazy people. People who like to ride on motorcycles, even though there exist flying carpets, trains, and even donkeys. <coughs> Our gravel talker today is Yussi Mackie from Finland. Yussi, 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 see who lives in the southwestern Finnish town called Pori is a loving father of three children, a loving husband of one wife and a loving owner of a BMW R1250 GS Adventure. What a great motorcycling personality. By the way, Jussi is also the president of one of Finland's largest motorcycle clubs called Konipur Reklubi. Well, I guess I have to work on that one. In this episode of Gravel Talk, Yussi will talk about Finland as a motorcyclist destination. Also, he will share some of his own experiences out on the road. Experiences he likes to share with his partner in crime, as he calls his wife. So, let's get ready to throttle. Come on inside and meet... see Yussi! Yussi Yussi! see you, see. you, see, you, see. you, see, you see. Hello Yussi, how is lockdown in Finland these days? Is it strict?
1: No, no, no. I think that we have been doing quite, quite well all the time. So mm-hmm. compared to other countries, I, that does uh, I The best protection for us is that there is so few of us. <laughs> so
0: mm-hmm. we yeah. are
1: so little country that I think it, it protects mm-hmm. us the best way. But but anyway, we 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 haven't got the really. Any, any lockdowns, actually. Really? So we, are, we are using masks and, and we are, but you know, the stories are open and, and uh, even the bars are open and restaurants. And we have some limitations. I think that it's at the moment it's it's 10 people or, or less you have to have, but, but the schools are open and, and of course I'm, I'm working remotely basically all, all the time as, as always. But anyway, it's it's quite easy in Finland. I think that the the real price of this this will be we we will see it in the future. I think that people are really not doing so well. Well, any, anyway, those people who are who were in a difficult situation before the lockdown or before the COVID yeah. situation, I think that they are hurting the most. So uh, it's, it's it's we will see. But
0: what do you do for for a living? What is your profession?
1: I I work as a as a head of unit in a company called Securitas, so I'm, I'm working in private security, and, and, and I'm running a, quite a big unit in, in Western Finland, and, and basically we are, we are doing a security services for nuclear power plants, so I'm I'm all security guy in, in, in my profession. Not a police, but anyway, not so far away from that. Otherwise, I'm I'm, I'm really, really easygoing, but basically it's it's selling services, human resources, and managing people.
0: So everything
1: else is easy, but managing people.
0: So, you see, let's talk about motorcycling. How long have you been a motorcyclist? When did this all start?
1: I think that I started when I was nine years old. I was living in a countryside in, in, in Western Finland. And, and you know, at, at that time, there was no PlayStations or, or anything else, so you needed to, to pick something up. And, and, and of course, in Finland, you do ice hockey in, in the wintertime, but in the summer and, and otherwise, you, we had some mopeds and we, we were able to repair them. As, and i'm learning all the time and after after i grow older or older i would say uh, I, I had a one five bikes you know the a3 or a1 bikes they are called these days but anyway 125 cc honda and yamaha and that was back in the 90s early 90s or so and when finally i grow big i'm really big so <laughs> so so then I've I, I had different kinds of bike and, and now now the adventure bikes are what I'm doing right now with the big BMW. But, but before that, I had uh, three Suzuki Hayabusas. I was really like those Hayabusas and, and, and they are not, you know, like the, they are not the track bikes, but the very super powerful uh, sport bikes. And, and also you can do, do up with with the Hayabusa and we, we did long tours in, in, across Europe with the Hayabusa, with my wife, Italy and, and France and whatever, even the Alps with the and, and But then they never never came up with the new Hayabusa, so I, I started to look something else. And, and I have some history also with motocross, so so it was easy for me to look at the, the adventure bikes. And of course, it was something difficult, something different, I mean, after, after Busas and that, so... It was, it was really nice, and uh, I bought a Honda X1200 Crossover, I think it was, and it was, it was like some, something like BMW GS, and after that, I had two GS Adventures, and at the moment, 2019 GS Adventure, I'm happy with that. And it's, a, it's a big bike, but I think it's quite agile anyway, mm-hmm. capable of doing things, so.
0: What do you prefer? Go on the road or go uh, cross country, or both? Or, or
1: both, both. I think uh, uh, I'm actually a chairman in in this uh, uh, motorcycle club in, in in our city, korea And I don't know why, but they wanted to have me as a <laughs> as a big boss, starting from from this year. And then we are a more than four hundred people right now. And before that, I, I trained myself as a. So instructor motorcycle instructor so I to, you know whatever I do I want to develop my skills and and, and want to find the you know the boundaries that what what can I do and what what I can't do and and if I can't do something and I see that someone else can do that then I, you know I, I have to be able to do that so I want to train myself that was the first idea ten years ago and now I've been running very many courses with, with to, to improve myself and, uh, and of course work as a trainee in our motorcycle club so it's also part of my my hobby our club is based based basically on, on touring bikes it's touring club so to say it. it's lots of uh, big bmws and honda gold rings and bikes like that but but of course we i'm trying to put in some some gravel light in in the fire you know (laughs) and uh, people are scared to drive or ride in the gravel roads but but usually you find the best views and the the nicest Mm -hmm. places you have to go gravel first and then you find the nicest nature and and everything at least in Finland so these kind of things there's much 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 more and, and I also enjoy riding on track and, and and training on track, even with the GSA, it, it's actually quite fast. But into in track, if you want, so you know, I have these various ways with, with my hobby.
0: Do you prefer but, to to drive on your own or or with with uh, other people?
1: I, I prefer riding my my on my own because then I have to care about only myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but of course we do a lot of uh, riding together, and we have weekly weekly meetings in the summertime. We ride together and. And Then I ride with my wife, two up and uh, with my son, two up and but all in all it's how how can I say it's me time when I ride bike on my own, so then I don't have to worry. I don't have to be a father or a boss or anything else. Mm-hmm. it's just it's just me and my bike oh, yes. <laughs> so so I think that that's the that's the biggest motivation for me when you if you ask why I think that the answer is somewhere in those. Sentences. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So tell me more about your motorcycle club. Three hundred members is quite a number. What else do you do besides being on the road? Uh, I mean, you're not on the road all the time, or are you?
1: Not all the time. No, it's it's very free. You know, we we don't have any 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 kind of restrictions. If you have, you know, like for example, motorcycle brands. So so it doesn't matter if you if you ride a Harley Davidson or. BMW, Ducati, whatever you ride, what you want—it's that it, uh, uh, the focal point is, is 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 the motorcycle, and 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 I think that we are concentrating on traveling mainly, and then we are t- trying to travel with motorcycles all all all, all around the globe, but, but basically in Finland and in Northern Europe and in Europe in in general, and we do some some trips together. Also, in, in, for example, Estonia, from, from Finland, it's easy to go to Estonia for a long weekend as, a, as a big group. But otherwise, otherwise, it's, the, the, the action is, is happening here in Finland. The other thing is that we train. We don't try to train ourselves to, to be the, we are, we are focusing on being safety drivers. We are safe drivers and, and trying to come back home safely <laughs> when we go riding. So, That's another another focus point in in our our, our uh, motorcycle club. And and, and then there is this charity. We we are doing charity things. So we we are riding with with some uh, less fortunate, for example, children whose families are not able to support them with this this, uh, kind of hobby like motorcycling. So we... We arrange uh, uh, events where, where for example in uh, we are doing doing it together with with local schools and 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 in the weekends and the summertime and and they they arrange this uh, Saturday events where, where there are lots of things going on, but we are one part of that it's nice to to see the kids' faces when they first time they are in motorcycle riding with motorcycle not riding but but you know pillowing the motorcycle. Things like that
0: do you have a clubhouse? do you meet there regularly too
1: or yeah we 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 do have a clubhouse and it's it's quite nice we have some some place for servicing and and of course we 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 gather together yeah and every every Tuesday evening we have this weekly ride during the summer summer time and and that kind of that kind of
0: thing. What about women in the club? How many are there? Do you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I
1: just I just looked at the statistics, so I think it's it's twenty four percent at the moment. So there are women, and they have their own own chapter or section in our club. They do also this this only for women thing, but but in general we are, we are doing everything together. But but yes, they and they are really active also. So you you see more and more women riders on road. And in, in my, in my experience, I, I think that women who write, they are really focusing on, 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 on this, this hobby much more than, than, than guys in, in general. They, they are really putting really much thought about what they are doing, how to write and how to be a good writer. And it's, it's growing and, and it's very good that it's growing. Really, really good writers in, in general.
0: I'm sure a lot of uh, people who are listening to this podcast uh, would like to to visit the northern countries, um, especially Finland. Too, is it a good place for motorcyclists? Is it is it difficult? What is your experience as being one of them up there?
1: <laughs> if you look at Finland on, in, in, on the map, we are we are just close to the Russia and close to the Sweden and, and up north we are also very close to Norway, but we don't have the mountains. As Norway nobody does, and and we don't have the scenery roads as 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 for for example Norway, but in Finland, if you're looking for a very fresh air, so to say, so very clean nature and and, and things like that, and very open roads, it's, it's it's a good place. We have nice roads, but if you look at the for example southern southern Finland, there is not so much bending roads so. That kind of uh, super scenery roads, if you compare to the Middle Europe or, or Alps or whatever, we are a, a country of thousand lakes, thousands of lakes, and there's lots and lots of nice gravel roads. That's one of the, the the main things if you if you look at Finland from from another country. So so here you really can ride the, the gravel roads. They are really really well kept, and uh, and you can ride up to. 80 kilometers per hour easily, and it's totally legal, and they're in really really good shape, and, and that's that's something that I think that in, in in Europe, for example, you don't find so much. And you can travel basically. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, Trans-European Trial Roads, the maps and, and and ways to to travel Europe, basically only on travel roads. So in Finland, you find very very nice travel roads. And you can think that the, the the more north you go in Finland, uh, the more wilderness and, and nature you find. So if you if you love uh, nature and you want to camp with your tent and, and and do things like that in nature by yourself, then then it's it's definitely you need to come to Finland and and see it by yourself. Uh, in the middle of summer, there there, there is a time. Period, and you know, when, when the sun doesn't set at all, and it's it's really really nice. But in uh, at the same time, I, I think you need to cover up with, uh, with warm clothes, even in summertime, if you go up north. So the weather can change really quickly, and it's it's not uncommon to to have snow in in June, for example, in northern Finland. But basically, it's, the roads are still rideable, and then the snow melts away. But you need to be prepared much more than, than in a Europe, for example. But all in all, it's, it's, it's really nice roads and then there's lots of lakes, lots of nice, nice, uh, gravel roads. But all, all the paved roads, I would, uh, <laughs> I would say the big roads are really boring, to be honest. And if you go up north, really, really up, like, like Lake Inari, if you look at the map, there's a huge lake in northern, northern Finland. It's a really nice place and it's also, uh, there's lots of culture and, uh, it's, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's the same land. There's uh, northern people who who we call Sáme Lyset and they are their own population there, and, and, and it's really, really nice, nice to take and take a look at that too. If you come to Finland and if you come to Western Finland, I'm always willing to help, and, and you can contact me through the social media, and, and I will reply of course and, and help you with with any any travel plans or whatever you need in Finland, or questions or whatsoever. And um, if you come to Finland in August, we have this great, great meeting in, in, in Western Finland here in Pori called Uteri meeting. It's, it's the biggest beach in, in the northern Europe, and just very nice nice meeting with the motorcyclists and, and riders, even from France. I think that last time we had some visitors from France. So.
0: So, people who are listening to this podcast, they can contact you when they're on their way to Finland and say, "Hey, you see, do you have a tip for me? Do an idea where I need to go, or so?" That's possible. Sure, of course,
1: of course. That's what brothers do, so to say. If you ride a bike, you're welcome to contact, of course.
0: Tell me about speed limits and speed tickets—something a lot of uh, motorcyclists really love.
1: Yeah, well, we have normal normal speeds in, in Finland in the motorway, it's one hundred and twenty, and normally in the bigger roads. It's, it's in summertime, it's hundred kilometers an hour, and in the wintertime, time, eighty. And in in the suburbs and cities, of course, very very low speeds. But uh, don't get a ticket in Finland. It's not a good idea. It's it's really really expensive. It's it's extremely expensive. It's, <laughs> it's, I I I can't push this enough. It's don't take a ticket in Finland. But at least if you are driving really hard, for example, hundred and forty in a hundred area, you will get uh, thousands and thousands of euros of ticket. So don't do it. It's it's expensive. It's it's expensive.
0: It's a good advice from the president of one of the biggest motorcycle clubs in Finland. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, but of course we, we think that we, we always need to follow the rules and regulations. But it's it's easy to have these beers with, with bikes, so be careful.
0: <laughs> you see, what are your favorite countries outside of Finland for a motorcycle tour?
1: Well, that's a good question. It's I don't know really how to, how to answer because there almost in every country there's something very special and, and something that, that that is is really nice. But I like Alps. I don't see a big difference if I go to to the Alps and and, and travel, for example, from from Austria to Switzerland and and so on. So for me, everything is working. And I like the Balkans really much. I I think that the people are nice in in Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia and Montenegro and and so on. They've been traveling there also. And and the nice, uh, they're really nice scenery roads. Southern Germany is really nice and German people are nice and, but, but, they, uh, it's, it's basically for me, it's, it's, it's about people. It's, <laughs> it's always, in the end, it's, it's, it's about people and people are nice no matter where you go. That's my, my, my experience. To answer something, I think it's the Alpine roads and, and nicest places probably in Switzerland and Austria. And also, I think that the Julian Alps in Slovenia are really, really nice and, and, the nature in Slovenia its it's untouchable it's it's there are not so much people not so much bikes and not so much traffic so so you can really feel feel the nature in, in, in Slovenia for example the bled area
0: and and so on you see what's coming up next where where are you heading to with your motorcycle any um, plans together with your wife or alone for a tour
1: yeah both yeah we have have plans and, and hope that this this Pandemia situation will, will go away, but if it does go away, we will go to se- in in September to to the to Europe, and and we have some some plans to go there, maybe in in, in Italy and and Slovenia and so on. At least in Germany, western uh, not western, but uh, southern Germany, and otherwise I have some. Some trainings coming as an as an instructor, and then I also try to train myself with with some training methods that that we have in 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 Finland. And lots of things coming up, so I hope that we we, we are able to have those trainings and be able to put put them out. And, and but we will see what what will be the what will be the COVID situation. But yes, and lots of plans for the coming summer.
0: Is there any special gear that you would not want to miss on tour?
1: Well, there's lots of experiences, but of course you need to have the, the basic tools. There's lots of good stories, with, <laughs> for example, that comes to my mind right now. But I would say that you need to have this uh duct tape and, and and you need to have some basic tools and if you drop the bike or anything like that you need some tape and you need those plastic things and to to be able to continue and, and of course you need i would recommend to have some extra power even to start the bike if needed but otherwise it's it's first aid kit it's uh it's some extra power for your for your mobile and and, and if you really need need to leave the bike and and, and start wandering around to, to find help. You need to be able to reach yourself and, and your friends or whatever. But otherwise, just take care of the, the documentation and make it double. So if you have a passport, make a copy of it and put it somewhere else where the original passport is. There's basic traveling rules, I, I would say. And if you go some somewhere else, Germany or, or France or, or Denmark or Sweden or Finland, where everyone everybody talks English, but if you go East, a little bit more, or, or there's no English, there's nothing, so you need to be prepared that, okay, take some. For example, when we were we were in U- Ukraine, they talked to me all the time, and I, I understood zero words. I, I had no idea what they wanted. So I, I was putting all the papers, green cards and passports and, and documentations of the bike and my own driver license. What do you want? And finally, they just wanted to make, make a check to my, my panniers, you know, my side bags. What do I have there? And, and they were well, like, no, well, I don't know. You just need to smile <laughs> <laughs> and be, be patient. Patience is a good advice. Not a tool, but good advice.
0: You see, there are a lot of stories to be found out on the road. So maybe you could share some of your stories with us.
1: There's lots of things. Usually these things are funny afterwards. But when they occur, it's, it's not that funny at the time. But there's lots of things I, I remember. I, I we were in in, in northern northern Italy, uh, and uh, we were we were heading to to Lake Garda, Lago di Garda, and it was really you know late afternoon, and I I, I was looking at my map. But okay, there's a shortcut. Mistake number one. I found a shortcut. Okay, we we take the shortcut. But of course, I, I I wasn't I haven't been there before, so it was a really really high mountain road. We went there, and I I, I look at the map. We should be. It, it's not that far. Well, it's not that far in kilometers, distance. But but it it took more more than two hours to to go over the lake, uh, over the mountain. Sorry, and and uh, it was totally dark. There's no lights, nothing, and really narrow road. And I had a I had a black visor in my in my helmet. So I didn't see anything. <laughs> so, and then then we came, we, we reached the top of the mountain and we started to come down slowly. Then I felt my, my rear brake pad went down. So, okay, I cooked the, the, the liquids yes. <laughs> of the pre- rear brake and I only had the front brake anymore. And, and when we finally came... Came back. Uh, uh, my wife asked me, "That do you really think that it was a shortcut guitar?" <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think so. And, and actually, when the when the hotel owner found out that what what route have I chosen, he was actually a little bit, little bit uh, angry at me. It, it, you should never go there when it's dark, <laughs> even to locals. Of course, there's lots of things, but the other other one was we were actually in Italy again. It happened two years ago, and. and we were leaving Northern Italy to to go actually to Switzerland early, very early in the morning, and we went. And, and then I saw this this flashlight in the dashboard. No ABS brakes, and I was like, what is, "What is what is going on?" And nothing wrong. Bike was handling really nice. And what's going on? And, and I just kept pushing, and another another signal came up. And then I stopped, and I was I tried to find that okay, the brakes are fine, and everything is fine, and motor is running nice and there's no leaks nothing and then we stopped after that to, to to fill up the gas tank and, and we filled up the gas tank and after that nothing nothing happened and i was like okay <laughs> we were in the countryside there was it was a cold station there was no no people around us at all i was like okay this mm-hmm. is not good and the first thing i, I took my my tools and then took the battery away and right away i saw that the the other one of the plugs, the, the positive plug, the plus, mm-hmm. the red one, it was loose. And I realized, okay, this is, this is actually the, the only failure in the bike. So I put it back <laughs> on, tighten it up, and after that we go. So you have to be able to do a little, little bit things like that when you're touring on your own. So
0: Now you're riding the BMW Adventure, big one. What do you specifically like about it?
1: Of course I like it. It's second in a row. I upgraded it in the in the new one in nineteen. It has a new engine, a little bit more power than the old one and a little bit more torque. The engine is, is that's the power line is very nice. You you have the all the power in the very low revs already. You you don't have to shift shift all the time. And I use the engine very very nicely. That's a strong part. And also you, there's no chain, so it's it's really maintain free bike and, and I, I think that it's it's a twin cylinder boxer and, and then central weight is very low so basically it's it's a huge bike it weighs over 260 kilograms I And mean, it, it might sound that okay it's, it's a monster i can't handle it but when you go put it on and start moving it's it's like riding a bike and i think that the, 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 the because of the power the, the, the weight is so low it's really easy to handle and also the position is all the all the handles are really really well thought but but of course it's it's forty years old model. So they, they have had some time to improve it. So I, I think that it's 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 one of the best in the market and it can cope basically everything. Mm-hmm. It's not best on the truck and, and it's not best on the road and it's not best in the in the it's not best basically anywhere, but it handles everything. You can do with basically everything. Uh, maybe it's not best, not the fastest, Not uh, I don't know, but it, you can handle it. Mm-hmm. It can handle everything. There's lots of good things. There's a huge huge fuel tank, so you, you, you can have a very, very long range. If you really ni- drive, drive nicely, you can find easily 600 kilometers with one tank. I like it. Two up, no problem. Enough power. You can go very bendy roads with quite nice fast speed and and still it handles really well you have quite a nice cover when when it's raining and 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 so on so i think that it's it's really an adventure bike you can do the globe with that bike of course it's it's heavy if you drop it you have to put it up (laughs) So, so it's heavy but uh, there's also, also a technique for that, if you want to learn. So even a small woman can put it up back if, if needed. So, but I, I think that's, that's the best part of the BMW GS. You can do anything. It's up to you.
0: How would you explain the fascination of, of, of riding a bike to someone who has never done this and who's thinking about it?
1: I think it's, it's, it has something to do with freedom, the feeling. It's only you, your, your, you and your bike. So you become one. You go and you go with your bike and you, you you have all the smells in inside of your helmet and you can go to places where you can't go with the with the car or, or whatever and you can just decide that okay now I I just I just go. And of course the other other thing is the, the, the power you can feel. Usually the bikes are really they are really fast compared to cars or whatever, so it's at least I, I enjoy a lot about the feeling of the power that you can you can really accelerate fast and it feels good and you can do a little wheelie if you want and 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 so on it's 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 like born to be wild thing somehow i don't i don't like to think that it has something something to do with uh, you know the american style of freedom where you ride without a proper gear or or that's not my thing I, i would like to use all the gear if i drop the bike or if i go to have an accident or whatever, I would like to maximize my, my chances, so to say. But but to answer your question, I think it's it's the feeling, the freedom, being parked with some machine and, and it's only, only you and the machine at the time. It's it's difficult to describe. You can't have it with the car. Maybe with the Formula One maybe <laughs> probably you are one with the machine, but the normal road car no. The power line and, 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 and all the smells, you are really all your instincts are, are boosted if you know what I mean, when you're riding a bike. So you feel the bending, you feel the angles, you feel the braking and the acceleration. It's, 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 it's 100% pure joy, <laughs> I, would, I would say, something like that. Difficult question.
0: Well, you see, as a motorcycle instructor, you have probably seen it all. What are the most common mistakes motorcyclists, even the most experienced ones, make? Well, if I compare
1: old, old, older bikers and, and, and young bikers, at least in Finland, I think that in, in EU you have to, nowadays, you have to go to the driving school and take some lessons and before you can start with the small bikes. And that has been a perfectly good decision, I would say, when I look at the skills when, when the new rider comes. They already know, they already understand some basic rules that how the bike handles and, and what is important and what is not. But then... then if i look at for example 50 years old guys that uh, have been riding 30 years and, and, and a million of kilometers or whatever the, the problem is that they in my experience they have a little bit of you know there's there's some kind of a fence to to accept that okay i'm i'm not i'm not i, I can't do that and I can't do this, and it's difficult to say aloud, okay, I need some practice. I I want to come better, and and that's basically because they didn't have to take any any lessons. They just started riding a bike when they were young, and they self-learned. That's the biggest problem, and after they come and encourage themselves, and and start joining, they they find, okay, for example, braking is, is one of my favorite things. The old guys very often tell that, okay, I only use the rear brake, and I ask why, because that's not the way to effectively stop the bike. i I used to use it, and, and I don't want to touch the front brake because I'm, I'm afraid that the front will slip away and I will fall. That's that's usually the starting point of the discussion. We all know that if you if you brake hard, all the weight goes to the front, and then you just start pushing and pushing and pushing a little bit more and more, like firing a gun, that kind of thing. The the, the younger ones, they already understand this because they have have been learning it in in the school. The other thing is, is, is when you see a bendy road, there's two ways to turn the bike when it's moving. You can lean yourself and wait, and the bike will turn. Or I want to teach everyone that you have the handlebar and you push you push and you push and you find it after you have fifty kilometers an hour or whatever, if you push the left, it will go the left. But what happens with the with the wheel? It actually turns the other way. And then because the, the, the shape of the, the motorcycle wheel is, is different than the car wheel this is sometimes a little bit difficult people to, to understand they are looking at me like i'm an idiot or <laughs> a lunatic or what, what what is this guy explaining to me But of course everyone is doing that but it's important to learn learning to push the bike when you are able to to make a fast move if you need to avoid a car or whatever you just push the bike so this is probably these two things are the 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 biggest differences between the old and and the young riders well the good one for old riders is that they understand the the basic rules of staying alive you don't (laughs) so so don't don't be a fool and, and use all the all the power in the wrong places and so on so i think that with the young one it's there's a certain time and place for taking out all the power of the bike but not not in the public world, so. but we have all been young, That's <laughs> so, right. so we know.
0: Jussi, you, you live in Pori. Could you tell us a little bit about this city?
1: Pori is located in, in the western, western, west coast of, of Finland. Uh, we have a little more than one hundred thousand inhabitants. So in in Finland, it's we are average size of city. In a small country. We have a little, little less than six million people only in, in the whole country. And, but Pori is, is it's, it's a nice place. We have a nice uh, place called Utari Beach. It's, a, it's a, I think that it's one of the biggest sand beaches in, in the north europe it's 15 kilometers that direction from me (laughs) right now and uh the other thing is that we have a very nice jazz festival in, in every summer so it's it's i think that uh it started uh 1960, 65 called Pori Jazz Festival, and lots of lots of big names, Rolling Stones, for, from starters and so on, have have been visiting here. Tom Jones, whatever the name, it we got it. But otherwise, it's it's a normal, normal city in in, in Finland. But, so maybe those two things are something exceptional compared to the other cities in Finland. You
0: see, you see, you see, you see, you see, you see. Mm-hmm see, Maki from Finland. What a great guy to meet and to talk to. Be sure to contact him next time you are visiting Finland on your bike. If you all want to connect and catch up with UC via social media, just check our website graveltalk.com. Graveltalk.com. You will find all the links you need along with some photos of UC on the road. So be sure to check our website, GravelTalk.com. Till we meet again, our next Gravel Talk podcast will be available soon. Ciao, ciao.